the Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, otherwise known as 3V, scans over 30 journals seeking out important papers on value. To save you time, 3V assesses this research to identify the implications for value-based healthcare and summarises them on our blogs and in our podcasts. Everyone accepts that need and demand are increasing faster than resources. And there are three principal factors responsible for this. The first is population ageing. The second is what has been called the relentless increase in the volume and intensity of clinical practice. And we covered a paper on the increase in lab testing by GPs, which has increased threefold in the last 15 years. The third factor consists of new effective interventions. Now, new effective interventions are what we want. Interventions that have been shown by randomised trials to do more good than harm and by cost-effectiveness studies to do more good than harm at acceptable levels of cost-effectiveness. The problem with new interventions is that very often they drift into practice without us stopping the interventions that they were meant to replace. This week's paper is a classic and excellent randomised controlled trial published in The Lancet. And if you want to just check how good it is, have a look at our web link to the CASP website. And CASP is the Critical Appraisal Skills Programme and it's got a checklist, checklist for how good randomised controlled trials can be assessed. So, the title of this paper is Selective Laser Trabeculoplasty versus Eye Drops for First-Line Treatment of Ocular Hypertension and Glaucoma. Laser trabeculoplasty is a means of, of allowing better flow of fluid within the eye. So it's a very big, complex, multi-centre trial, coordinated by Gus Gazard at Moorfields. The interpretation is what The Lancet says, not the conclusion. The interpretation is, and I quote, selective laser trabeculoplasty should be offered as a first-line treatment for open-angle glaucoma and ocular hypertension, supporting a change in clinical practice. The evidence is clear. They've even calculated that for each individual whose treatment was changed in this way, there'd be a saving of £451 for the NHS. I love the 451 That is really good to see them working with this degree of detail. The big issue, of course, is how will this come about? Probably what we'll see is that this will drift into practice. Firstly, with ophthalmologists who've trained at Moorfields and at the other hospitals who participate in, in this trial, because that's the way things happen. Innovation very often spreads like a virus. And it will probably happen without there being a rapid fall-off in the use of eye drops. So this will be another factor, increasing pressure 
on the NHS. So what should happen? Well, the, the minister could tell the NHS what to do, or NHS England could tell the NHS what to do. But another approach would be to take the lead author, who's a consultant ophthalmologist in London, ask him to find some finance colleagues, and give them the whole budget for glaucoma. And say to them, well, there you are. Within that budget, you should be making the change to introduce this new technology of adequate quality and free the resources currently being used on the less effective technology. While you're at it, you might as well give them the whole eyes and vision budget, which is probably for London about £280 million a year. Because it might be that if he manages to introduce this and he's left with some resources, the five hundred, the 451 multiplied by several thousand, then it might be he would spend that on people with glaucoma, perhaps trying to see them earlier or um, give them more counselling. But then he would also be free to shift that, for example, to pay for drugs for people with macular degeneration within the Eyes and Vision programme budget. So this is a classic randomised trial with a very clear conclusion about what should be done. But how, if it will be done and how it will be done are different issues. And in our view, from the Oxford Centre for Triple Valley Healthcare, it has to be given to clinicians and finance people responsible for and to a defined population to optimise the value by shifting resources from lower value activity to this higher value innovation. If you want to stay informed about important developments in value-based healthcare, you can subscribe by joining our mailing list at www.3vh.org.